in every moment, I am choosing either life or death with every choice in every second. Take every thought captive. Welcome back to another episode of Rediscovering Biblical Manhood. Jay Teresi in the saddle with Chica Eloy, and we are ready to rock and roll. Good morning, Jay. Hello to our listeners. Yes, good to be back after a few weeks summer sabbatical. You and I have quite literally been all over the country and all over the world doing stuff, and so it's good to be back in the saddle. It has been a rock and roll adventure, that's for sure, and it's glad I'm glad we could get this on the book. So listeners, um, again, just big shout out to you. Even when we were away, we were watching some of the data, and thank you for listening to all the episodes and sharing this with your friends. Feel free to review us, and you can feel free to email us, and listeners that have emailed us and it's gone into a black hole, we think that we fixed that issue as well. So give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so this is an exciting time back. Chica, we're uh, going to start a new series here, Unpacking the Prodigal Son, which can be found in Luke chapter 15, beginning of verse 11. And for those that follow this podcast regularly, it's probably a very familiar story. But we're going to look at it through another lens, which is how do I become a beloved son? This entire podcast has been dedicated to helping men find their identity in Jesus. And so we're going to take a little time to circle back around to the core of our message and talk a little bit about what does it look like to be a beloved son? And once I know I am a beloved son, how does that impact and inform how I live my life? Wackadoo, Jay. And when I say that, when when you say beloved, what does that mean to you? Right. It's a, it's a such a great question. And when you talk about sonship, you then have to talk about fatherhood. And when I say the word fatherhood, that could trigger an enormous range of reactions and emotions for folks listening to this, whether they be a man or a woman, because some of us had very strong, good earthly fathers. A larger portion of us did not have that. And so when you say dad or father, it could invoke all kinds of bad connotations. But Jesus called God father. And he did that for a reason. And so living as a beloved son means I am the apple of my father's eye. And so we need to unpack a little bit. Once I come to Christ, once I am born again, we become beloved sons and beloved daughters. What does it actually mean to be a beloved son of God? And how should that impact how I live? And that, and that was actually a second part to that question too, for the daughters that are listening to this podcast on behalf of the sons. You know, does this does this work both ways? Is this specific to the gentleman only? It absolutely works both ways. You know, one of the one of the important things to always bear in mind is God the Father is spirit, and then Jesus is the physical embodiment of God, and the Holy Spirit, right, traversing the earth, our Helper, is everywhere at all times. And so, God the Father, Spirit, is actually both male and female. And man and woman on earth are the representations of God. And so absolutely, for all the women listening, you know, there's equality in that. Beloved daughters, God feels as strongly about you as he does about the male children he has on earth. And in some ways, even more so, you know, we talk about it sometimes, and John Eldridge has this great way he talks about women where they are the crown jewel of creation, right? God creates all these things, men, animals, the planet, the universe. The last thing he creates 
in the Genesis narrative is woman, is woman. She's like the crown jewel of creation. Wow. Well, Jay, let me pray real quick, and then we're going to jump into this discussion because I, I'm really excited to unpack what you have laid out in front of you here. Uh, Heavenly Father, to all of our listeners, for all of our listeners, Lord, and for Jay and I, we just we submit our authority to you, Lord, and we know that with the busyness that goes on in every person's life, uh, today we just hit pause. We, we, we hit pause to take a deep breath and just ask for your will in our lives, Lord, and for today's discussion, Lord, just bring your spirit into this discussion so that we potentially could open up ears so that they can hear and eyes so that they can see, Lord. We love you so much, and it's and it's with your will that we chase your son, Jesus. We love you so much. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. So G.K. Chesterton, which he was an amazing Christian writer at the turn of the 20th century, somebody that actually influenced and informed people like C.S. Lewis and others. He has this great quote where he says, we, we have forgotten for so long what, what, who we are that we have forgotten that we have forgotten. <laughs> so that, so that noodle around in your mind for, for a while. For, forget to forget, huh? <laughs> right. But the point is, I think that, I think that happened with the, the dishwasher yesterday for me, just quietly. You I forgot put, that you forgot you were assigned to unload it. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and so, what are we talking about there? We we are beloved children, and, and in the Garden of Eden, we knew who we were. Right, Adam knew who he was, and then you have the fall. You've got the whole story, and then you've got history unfolding. And we've gotten so far from Eden that we've forgotten that we've forgotten who we even are. And we used to know who we are. And the whole the whole point of Jesus coming, or a big point of Jesus coming, was to call us back, right? To call us back into our identity and who we are. And, you know, there's this really interesting quote, you know, every man has been called, but not all will answer. Not all will answer, which is truly unfortunate. But for those who answer the call of God, we have to then make this choice to surrender our lives to him. But it's really, really important to know, well, what does that mean? And who am I? And the story of the prodigal son begins to help us understand some of our own defiance, and but also how God feels about us. Jay, when you said beloved son, um, it took me back to when when God pronounced his son to his world which was, I, I believe, back in Mark where he says, you know, a voice came out of the heavens, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Is this, is this the direction that, that you're, you're kind of leaning in today when we're talking about ourselves? Are, are we to look up to the heavens and almost without, without humbly, you know, t- taking on that type of posture as well, that our Lord is pleased in us? That's right. That's right. Isn't that amazing? So Jesus is the first of the redeemed, right? So he is our king, he is our captain, he is our Lord, and he's our older brother. And so the same father that says to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, when we are born again, he looks at us. Mm. And now we're alive. You see, we were dead. When, when Adam was in the garden, he's alive in God's mind because his spirit is alive. So when Adam eats the fruit, he doesn't die a physical death. 
right? He's still sweating. He has children. He's still working. He's still alive physically. But in God's eyes, he's dead because his spirit died. You know, we're three parts. We're body, soul, and spirit. And that spiritual death is what separates us from God. And we're separated from God all the way up until Christ's return. And then Christ dies on the cross. He is born to new life, raised to new life, and he is redeemed, the first of the redeemed, right? And then when we come to Christ, when we're born again, our spirit comes back alive and the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. So that's kind of a synopsis of you know what's happening in a base of the Christian life. And so when we are born again, God looks upon us and we are now alive. And he mm. says, there is my beloved son. There is my beloved daughter in who I am well the challenge for us is not that God is not well pleased with us. It's that we don't believe that he is. Wow. Hang on a second, listeners. Take that, take that breath for a second. Say that one more time, Jay. Yeah, the challenge is not that God does not view us as his beloved children. It's that we don't believe that he views us as his beloved children and that he is well pleased with us. We don't believe it in our mind. And that is because of the biases we hold against ourselves. You know, Colossians, I believe chapter 1, Jay says, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. And everything you just shared there is something that is a great refresher. When we step out of bed or when you when you open your eyes every morning, you know, I've, I've been trying to get in the discipline in the last um, three weeks specifically about praising and giving glory before I even step out of bed bed as well as repeating a couple of verses in my head but i think the other step is you know th- this idea of saying i am transferred into the kingdom of the beloved son because i am yours i i've committed to um faith in your in your son lord and 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 believing in the resurrection and so therefore as i step into this day lord let me step underneath this umbrella of the kingdom that is of your beloved son Yeah, that is so well said, Chica. And this sets up where we want to go over the next few weeks as we begin to unpack the prodigal son and beloved sonship. So what you just said, it's a a game changer. When we are born again, we then are in essence surrendering our lives. So we talk a lot lot about on this podcast, not our concept, major theme, minor, minor theme, the bigger story, the smaller story. And when we're in our own life, striving, worrying, anxious, fighting for that promotion, thinking about money. How am I going to solve this? How's it going to go that? What's the next 20 years going to be like? That's all smaller story stuff where we are the central character, right? Or as my son says, we're the, we're, we're the main character. We're not the NPC, the non-playing <laughs> character. Running uh, against a wall. <laughs> right. But, but then this is what happens when we're born again. You just said it. Ultimately, it means we're surrendering our rights to living the life on our terms, mm. right? And so when we step out of the smaller story and into the bigger story, we're not NPCs, but we're definitely not the main character. And we, su- we surrender our rights to whatever kind of life we think we want to have or whatever lifestyle or whatever material things or whatever, whatever, whatever. And we say, we're on mission. We're a soldier in the army of the Lord. And where are you assigning me, God? And what do you want me to do? So I hear submission there, Jay. Is that, is that, what, is what, is that what we're getting at here is... To be a beloved son, we must submit daily. To be a beloved son in all we do, we must submit first. You got it. But that is a very offensive idea to our 
to our flesh, right? The idea that I am not in control of my life, that I am subject to somebody else's direction. We don't like that. Our flesh does not like that. I want a little bit of God is good. I surrender my life. I'm crucified to Christ and he lives through me and my life is no longer there. I don't know about that. That feels like mm. a pretty big bridge. And that's where we get all tangled up, especially in the Western world, right? We start to love God. We start to move with God. Then something happens in our life. and We're like, all right, God, um, why don't you get in the passenger seat and I will take back over because I know how to solve this. I know how I want this to go versus God saying, I've got something completely different in mind for you and just enjoy the ride. Out, my my daughters and I we were having this discussion last night. Um, and listeners, I'm sure you've had this this happen too. Do you remember when when you wanted something as a kid, and how you shifted your behavior to get that thing that you wanted from your parents? So you were either you know I'm putting on my goody two shoes, or I'm going to be nice, or I'm going to help out. And then mom and dad give us what it is that we want. We're like, yeah, we've accomplished something. Do you ever do that, the Lord? Like we all have our spiritual disciplines. We all have our quote unquote good works. Oh, today I'm going to read the Bible. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to stop doing this because I'm, you know, either in repentance or I'm really just looking for the will of the Lord. And then suddenly you get what you want and then you go back to the old habits of doing whatever it is that you do. It, it was quite an interesting discussion because to what you were just speaking of, Jay, what what came up for me was it's interesting how often when we are really desperate, how quickly we are to pull up our socks, tighten our belt and obey. But then when things are going good, maybe we just relax the belt. We pull down our socks a little and go back into the old habits. Yeah. I love this. I love this concept, you know, right. <laughs> Let's just be honest. How many people in their lives have been drunk and they're, they're at the toilet Worshiping the porcelain God, as they would say, and prom promising the Lord, I will never drink again. If you just make this go away, I will never wow. drink again. But it's not true, right? We forget and we go back to our ways. And, and, and Chica has such a good point because life in the kingdom, living as a beloved son and choosing to live every day for God, there's a maturity that has mm. to happen, right? There's a shift that has to take place. And that's what we're going to see as we begin to unpack the prodigal son next week. So let's shift gears and talk about that. In the prodigal son, and if you get a chance, listeners, and you're going to follow along this series with us, go ahead and read it. There's three characters. There's three main characters. There's a younger brother, there's an older brother, and there's a father. And next week, we're going to pick up talking about the younger brother. And we're going to dig into what's going on with the younger brother, what are his characteristics, how is he acting? And then after that, we're going to dig into the older brother and from there to the reactions of the father. But what's really interesting is what Chica just said is so, is so on point. We live this yo-yo life up and down, whether it's with God or other people, I do certain things to get what I want. The basis of what you were just talking about, Chica, is still smaller story selfishness. I will alter my behavior I will put on appearances, even if I believe I'm doing it in for real. This is authentic. I've really changed. I'm, I'm really different. But we're ultimately trying to get something. And what's interesting is, what does Jesus say about life on earth versus life in heaven? He says, you're born again. You're actually not a citizen of earth anymore. And none of the cultural stuff there, none of that applies to you anymore. You live there as a foreigner, a kind foreigner, but you don't forget who you are and where you're from. 
meaning what we really want is in heaven. And so everything we do here is about storing up treasure there. And when you find yourself altering your behavior to get something here on this planet, you know you've stepped out of the will of God for your life. You know, Jay, thinking about this younger son and even even me this week, even probably you or, or many of our listeners, I look for the younger son in my week in reflection back, right? So where have I been the younger son? And <clears throat> for the listeners, we haven't read the verses, but you know the story where the younger son decides to pick himself up and run away and go and live the life that he believes he wants to lead uh, for him, right? And everything that Jay just spoke to with selfishness. So it's it's curious when we think through, you know, this week, what have I done? Think about this. Did you drop into the Wendy's drive-thru? Did you run downstairs and take that little nip by yourself? Did you pull up an extra browser and have a look at something maybe that you wanted to look at because you could? Did you push to win the argument? Did you ignore to um, escape? We, we had a, a really fun um, men's gathering this Tuesday, Jay, and you were traveling, but you weren't there. But we had this incredible discussion around just how good we are at manipulating ourselves to get what we want. And so when you think of the younger son, you know, the master of manipulators is yourself and your own self-discipline because you can do whatever you want, whatever you want, however you want, for as long as you want. That is like the mantra of the Western world, particularly in the United States. It's about you. It's about you, the individual. It's about crafting the life you want. It's about you, you, you. And it is very challenging to take a step back from that and say, what I want doesn't matter. I mean, it almost, it is almost hard to say that. It's like, what I want doesn't matter. But here's the reality. If you have been born again and you are a beloved son or a beloved daughter, of of God, what you want doesn't matter, but what you want in your spirit will be aligned with God, and that is what he desires to bring about. So in the end, you actually get what you truly want, not what your carnal flesh wants. Second Corinthians 5.17, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I'm a new creation. Yeah, the old is gone, the new is here. And so Listeners, maybe that's where we're going to take a pause this week to be thinking. And and again, Jay and I are not here grandstanding and saying that we are perfect. We're just two dudes talking through things that we struggle with each week. And so our invitation to you, outside of writing us and saying hello, now that the email works, is to really reflect this week on where are you stepping into what you want? Where are you being selfish? And next week, we'll pick it up, diving a little bit into the scripture and then talking through this idea of a beloved son and how we as men, we as women can continue to lift ourselves up and die because we no longer live. He lives in us. So have a wonderful week and we will pick it up next week here on the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast.